Welcome back to the Love, Truth, and Power podcast, where men are closing this journey in search for their fathers. In this episode, they find healing and provide encouragement and empowerment. Thanks for joining us. Let's get into it. several different reasons. Um, just to hear off the top the edge, uh, even though you've never experienced that, what, what, what's, your, what's your take on that? Uh, what's your perspective? Do I need to read it again? Yeah, read one more time. Okay, I'll read one more time. If you were a child with an absent father, what would you say to encourage you so you're talking to yourself you're that child right talking to yourself what would you say to encourage you as a child um i think i would try to say and encourage myself that it's not personal Mm. If, if him if mm. he's not there mm. it's not because he doesn't want to be there mm. it's because there's outside underlying factors preventing him from being there or, or complicating it from being there because I, I wouldn't want myself to fall into resentment and to fall into um, judgment and, and hatred towards my dad because I'm thinking that you're not here because of me. That it's something that I did or that it's something specifically involving me that you're not in my life. Mm. 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 That's, a, that's an interesting uh, point of view. Mm. Correct, correct. That, that was, it, it is. It was. So, so. Why, but that's an interesting point of view. <laughs> Nate, talk to me. Mm-hmm. And that my father wasn't, you know, I, I call him father of my dad. He wasn't present. He was at present at the point, and then he was absent at a different point, and then he was, he was present again. That going back to the absent parts, I would say, talking to myself, I would say, have that conversation earlier. Don't wait till you're 22 years old mm. when some, mm. something traumatic wow. happens to you. The conversation and, we missed. And the conversation I had. At when I was 22 was after I had suffered my heart attack. It was that's the time when I finally had the conversation because I looked at it as myself, my health. I'm, I don't know if I'm going to have that conversation with him again or have a chance to have that question. So I would say have it younger when you're younger, not older. Being because I've been through so much, like I said, in the last three years, then I was 16 years ago when I was eight when the things went down. So it's like, have that conversation early because you never know when yeah. things are gonna happen. So all the questions you wanna have, you know, you add, you wanna ask him, ask him now mm-hmm. because you never know. Life is not, as tomorrow's a child, my promise. As a child, yeah. yeah. yeah that's, tomorrow's that's, my promise. So that's why I would tell my, my younger self. And we're so inquisitive as, as children, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Children are always inquisitive. They want to ask you everything. Yep. I got a grandson. He'll ask me any and everything that come across his mind. <sighs> so, so Trayvon, um, mm. yeah. 
that child. What are you saying? What What are you saying right now? Um, for me, man, it would be uh, I gotta do better, mm. and I gotta be there for my kids for mm. sure. I gotta be. You know, it gotta be more than the scenario I'm in. It gotta be more for my kids, you know. Mm. So that's, that's interesting. Mr. Page, uh, uh, I'm gonna read the question again. Yeah, you gotta read it. No, I'm gonna read it for a reason. Okay. Thank you, sir. I, I got this. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, if you were a child with an absent father, what would you say to encourage you as a child? Talk to me, Page. I got four words for you. It's not my fault. Mm. 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 Wow. Because I'm a product. And, and, and that was part of that the last question, right? You talked about yeah. taking the blame. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's 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 not my fault. Mm. Um so why should I burden something? that I had no responsibility, no play in at all. Why should I burden that? That ain't my fault. Mm. That's, that's the only thing I could tell myself Correct. at that age. Interesting. Um, that, that was good. <laughs> that was good. That's a great answer. Isaac, uh, wow. Um, What are you saying to yourself when dad's not there, when dad's absent? You're going back to talk um, the facts. What are you saying to yourself? What are you saying to you when dad's not there? I remember being, <laughs> I hate you, man. <laughs> I, I remember being in Payson, South Carolina. I remember being, the youngest I probably can remember was maybe, and I'm going to ask you a question. Maybe it was probably, probably, man, fourth grade. Mm -hmm. And everybody's dad was there for mine. My, my stepdad is not in the picture yet. Mm. Okay, so it's just me and my mother. And I don't recall what was going on at the school that day. It could have been bring your dad to school day. It could have been, you know, the little recess Olympics or something like that. And I was the only one that didn't have a father there. I still remember that. Mm. And so... I would tell my younger self to be strong and it's gonna be okay. Mm -hmm. That's about that's about yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. That that's it. That's probably what I would yeah. say. But I remember that. I still remember that. You know what I'm saying? And so I would say I would tell my younger self that it's gonna be okay. Yeah. Wow. Man. Because it ain't my fault. Yeah. I know. 
those. This is the seventies. Uh, those are gonna help me build what I'm about to say. Um, <laughs> it's it's you know. Um, not only is it not your fault that you. Not only is that it's not your fault, I, I can remember vividly, I'm telling you, standing next to my mother, standing next to her. You know how we stand behind Mama dressed? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're still, home, yeah, we're still yeah, behind her, yeah. talking, her talking to my father, and looking at him, and not knowing what the freaking conversation was about. Why am I hiding behind my mother looking at my father? Why am I hiding behind her dress looking at my dad while they converse? Be it they argue, whatever the case may be. She wants money. She needs money. Whatever. But I'm looking at him the whole time. And I would say to myself back then to say something to him. Because of the curiosity of me looking at him. And I've been a part of that conversation with my mother several times. Because guess what? I'm the youngest. Mm-hmm. So wherever she went, guess who went? You were. All I knew was that I knew him. Mm-hmm. That's, that's that. But I needed to say something. That's what I would tell myself. Ask the questions that you're curious about at 10, 11, 12. Because these 10 year olds, they do it now. They do it yeah. now. Yeah. If you have. Or had a present and engaged father, what is something you can share with him and the audience that you appreciate or appreciated the most about him as your father? Isaac, I'm going to start this segment with you. You're ready to do <laughs> Man, my dad. And I love and respected my dad so much that when I graduated high school, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I went to the recruiter and joined the Army, and the recruiter asked me what I wanted to be, and I knew what my dad did, and so I said, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What... What I appreciate about him is that from early, man, he was my dad before he was even my dad. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember my dad working a third shift job at a place called Teledyne All Back. I think they did like pipes, whatever they did. But he would come, I would do my homework and he would come to my grandmother's house where me and my mama stayed, correct my homework, check it, you know what I'm saying, and then go to his third shift job, and then my mama would wake me up early in the morning, and I would fix my homework, you know what I'm saying? And he was doing that before he was even, you know, before my mama even got married. Mm-hmm. And so I remember a time, man, when my grandmother, God rest her soul, and she said, that's going to be your daddy one day. And I, I asked him if I could call him dad before 
him and my mom was even married. Man, I absolutely adore this dude, man. I know we always, you know, everybody say that he got, they got the best dad, mm-hmm. but bruh, they know him. You yeah. know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah, yeah, bruh, yeah. this is the OG, man. My dad, he don't say a whole lot, but you can best believe when he opened his mouth and speak, <laughs> it's, it's something for you to glean from. You know what I'm saying? It, you know, he, he, he don't waste his words like, and that's what, that's one thing I respect about him. He don't waste words. <laughs> and I learned it. Huh? That's interesting. It is, I he, love that. Yeah, he don't he don't waste words, man, and um I love him, man. I what I and what I love the most, Fry, what I appreciate about him is that I watch how he loved my mama. Mm. Mm. I watch wow. how he loved my mama, man. That's I've fine. never seen my dad disrespect my mom. I ain't never seen him argue. I'd be 50 in October. I've never seen him fight. What? Never. Whoa. Yeah, I'm getting there, bro. I'm getting there. But I'm still younger than y'all. Long as I stand next to y'all, I'll be the baby. <laughs> Long as I stand next to y'all, I'll be the baby. But what I respect about him the most is that I watch how he loved my mom. Mm. That means the world to me. Yeah. Yeah. I watch how he, I'm talking about from day one. I watch how he loved my mama, man. And and, and he's my, yeah. And I know he going to watch this, but. That's awesome, man. I watch how he loved my mama, man. I watch. I watch how he loved my mama, man. Um, you get away from me. No, you're yeah. not. Yeah, I'm, I'm right not. now you I'm not. I'm gonna. Um, okay. Throw your booty young bucks. No, man, what's the last? Matter, matter of fact, I'm gonna come. You're gonna come after me. Um, I'm gonna speak to that again. So, so we understand that even though my father was wasn't present, but he was present mm-hmm. as, as I elaborated on earlier. Um, I shared a lot of moments with him, not concentrating or thinking about the past and what had happened and where it was, right? I, um, but he wasn't, he wasn't responsible for me, if, if you understand what I mean. He wasn't, and I knew that. You, you were never responsible for me. I was your child and you loved me because I had three brothers older than me. I was the youngest. So I saw what they did with him and how they interacted with him. That's what I did. So it's not like I hated him. I knew him. I saw him. We hung out. Um, wow. So I appreciated whatever I got from him. Mm-hmm. Right? Whatever it was. It was fine. Again, at the end, that last week that I talked about, that was the most valuable week, I'm telling you, probably of my life. When it pertains to my parents and my father, I, I learned so much that week and I learned what I was doing wrong and how ignorant I was and how prideful I was in protecting my mother and the circumstances that, man, 
I just overlooked uh, an opportunity yeah. to 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 share some 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 things and learn some things, mm-hmm. you know, because that's my father. I'm gonna yeah. learn from him regardless. Yeah. Yeah. And what a missed opportunity! And um, man, I wrote about it actually. Um, boom. Yeah, but again. I appreciated him coming for that week and being honest with me. When, you know, I, me today, I would never say that to my child. No, you ain't gonna see me in two months because I ain't gonna be here. I would yeah, never but, say that to my child. Yeah, but. But, uh, again, yeah. again, I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. I needed that, mm-hmm. right? Because he only did what we talked about, what he knew. What he knew. It was this is what he, this is who he was. Right, I'm gonna tell you the truth. You yeah. might not like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna be here in two months. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Man, get out of here. I see you in two months. I'll come get you. Don't worry about it, man. Please, you know. But again, I appreciated that week and that that man. It spoke so much to me over a lifetime. I was 42. I'm 60. I was 42. <laughs> I'm 60 and Paige two years younger than me. <laughs> Whether he want to be or not. So, so again, I'll be 60 in December. And, um, man, what an experience and, and, and what an appreciation for him. And, again, when I speak of my father, uh, it's, it's not all negative. Uh, I can speak to... Uh, I knew him, right? Even though I didn't have the 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 the, the prototypical <laughs> stereotype relationship of us going fishing, you coming to my games, and right, right, we right, doing all that. I had none of that. Yeah. Zero. Actually, no one in my family has ever seen me play anything, <laughs> and I played everything. You know what's crazy about that? Mm-hmm. And to include my, 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 my siblings and my mother. And I played every sport there was. But it wasn't an issue. It didn't consume me, right? I never thought about it. Because you was getting praise from everybody else because you I, was a good player. I never thought about it. It wasn't even that, Mike. I, I was a young kid. I'm learning how to play the game. Yeah. But I never thought about anyone coming to see me. Any, you know you know how I learned that? Mm-hmm. Watching the younger players coming up. Well, that wasn't normal in that day. It wasn't. It wasn't because Mama had to work. Yeah. We, yeah. And we knew that. Matter of fact, me being the youngest, yeah. everybody yeah. else had to work. Yeah. That, that wasn't normal in that day. But I didn't realize that until I saw the younger generation and how the parents engaged them. Put them in every camp. Mm-hmm. They're going to summer camp. Yeah. What is it they mm-hmm. play? Uh, AU. AU. Yeah. They're doing this. Yeah. yeah. Then I realized, you know what? Man, I played summer uh, junior Olympics. I went all over the place. Mm-hmm. I did all of that. Yeah. And never once did I think that it was an issue that my parents or my mother or my sibling mm-hmm. wasn't there. Because, because I understood. That's right. I knew why. Yeah. That's what was important. I knew why. Yep. I knew why. Yep. And we understood that at a young age. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Mike, talk to me. So, I'm going to read it to you guys again, okay? Oh, oh, oh. Mr. Page is going to do it. Mr. Page, all right. 
going to see him more because of we understood what could happen. And back in January, I finally had to, you know, I had to ask him a couple, week, couple weeks ago, I asked him, he calls me a lot more often than he normally does. And I asked him, because, is it because a couple months ago, you couldn't, lo- I could have lost my life. He said it. He, he, he choked up on his words. He said yes. Mm. And his mom told him, that was, you know, she need, he needs to have that conversation. Your with grandma. Mm-hmm. My grandmother told him he needs to have a conversation, but he, he kept avoiding it. Was so it I, something that you needed? Was it something that yeah, resonated it, with you? It definitely did, because it was on my mind. And I told I talked to my mom about it. I talked to my stepmom about it. And I appreciated having that conversation with him and all the other things that he did. Even though he wasn't here physically, it made me appreciate it a lot more that my dad still made a way and my mom, I didn't know this until I got older. My mom told me, she was like, a lot of stuff that you wanted from her, that I asked her for, he, he was the one behind yeah, the scenes. Providing. Yep, and I didn't know that. So I, and I, I told him, thank you. I just, every day I tell him thank you. Every time I talk to him, I tell him I love you and I thank you. Wow. That's something. So, so, so Trayvon, um, and you all shared that. Uh, but I hear the conversation that you that you've been speaking to us uh, what a fantastic uh, relationship you guys had so so speak to some of the appreciations for that oh man I I just think man the appreciation is I don't you know in a time in America man like my uncle his brother man they was running together a lot my mom tells me stories all the time my pops had a passport and he was going to Mexico you know what I'm saying like you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Every week, and he'll go for like two, three days and uh, come back, you know what I'm saying? And whatever I mean, my uncle was doing. My uncle ended up going to jail, but my pops had stopped before that. I wish I could talk to him and ask him, like, what was that time like? Like, why did you? You know what I'm saying? Because, and then to go from that to leave a whole legacy. You now you got me, you got my sister, kids, and it's mm-hmm. like, yeah. Um, I did, generation. Right, like, yeah, that's insane when you think about it, you mm-hmm. know, so 
that's I just appreciate him for giving leaving his legacy and like having me to carry it on as a son, you know what I'm saying? So I really appreciate that man, because he didn't have to do that. He could have easily stayed in the streets. He could have easily went to jail. Like, mm-hmm. so I appreciate him. My pops went hard to work every day, man. He come home with concrete on his hands. So, mm-hmm. for us to have something. So. That's good, man. Yeah, that's man. Good. yeah, that's good, bro. So, so I want to, I want to just elaborate a little bit on why I switched it up. When I went to Mr. Page, so everybody <laughs> understand, Mr. Page was like, he didn't want to. No, don't come to me, not right now. And that was the emotion that I saw from him. So to me, <laughs> sitting here, yeah, I want you to close me out. I left Mike for a reason also because I wanted to hear his perspective uh, because I know him personally. Uh, uh, he dates my daughter and uh, uh, he talks about his dad and I hear the conversation. So I'm just, you know. I would love for for you to share with us the appreciations for for your father and uh, um, and just elaborate on that. Uh, just elaborate on that. Uh, for me, I would say my appreciation from my dad would be that he never made me feel inferior when I did fail. And he all his love never wavered. So no matter if I failed a class in college or if I didn't meet the expectation, even if I did succeed, it wasn't my best work. He never made me feel like, oh, you're such a bad son, or you could have did this, or you could have did better. He always gave me constructive criticism, but mm. he never made me feel less than who he thought I was. So even if I didn't meet that expectation, he still treated me like I did and like I excelled at it already. And he always was forgiven. He was always patient. And I always appreciated that. And it it helped me moving forward to be able to be like, okay, now I really want to do this. I really want to excel at this because I know no matter what I do, he, I got him to fall back on it. He's not going to So you saw me. his interest in you. For sure. Yeah. For yeah, sure. Yeah, awesome. Mm. Um, Mr. Page uh, You know it's funny So everybody knows out there uh, Me and Daryl And Daryl <laughs> We have the same first name We have so much in common As, as brothers And that's exactly what we are uh, These are my brothers right here uh, uh, Again As me and Max said in the last segment We lived, cried, did everything together. So um, even our upbringings are the same. We were born on the same day. We have the same name. We all have girls. Used to have the same wind, man. No, that's real talk. We went through every phase in the army together, but we didn't know each other until we came here. In 2000. That's crazy. That's crazy. And all of our girls grew up together. All of our girls right here, as you guys know, they all grew up together. That's crazy. So, so, again, he, he didn't, when I called on him and he said, you don't want to talk to me right now. I got emotional mm-hmm. sitting here because we have so much in common. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it almost took me somewhere else and that's why mm-hmm. I stopped. Okay. That's why I left him to close me out uh, um, because 
even though our fathers weren't there, there was some love and appreciation for our dad because he did so much. He did a lot. Be it good or bad, we learned, mm -hmm. right? So I, I, I'm going to let you close me out on uh, uh, the appreciations uh, for our fathers from your perspective. At the, at the end of the day, my uh, my daddy um, was a man. Mm. So whether I understood or knew that growing up, I came to know that as I got older. Um, again, I said the relationship kind of jailed and mended around the 15 and 16. My dad went, my dad got sick and was in the hospital. It was summer school. I was out for the summer. So my mama said, hey, your dad in the hospital. My sister at the time, she lived up there, but she worked and they said, hey, he gonna need somebody so they bust me because you know back then we, we ain't buy no plane ticket um, to Indiana, and I stayed with my dad um, during that time. And you know while he was in the hospital, he got, you know got out and recovered and did all that. That right there was the start, the true start of the relationship that I didn't have prior to. So you're saying that's when you recognized the relationship, is that what you're saying? Well, that's when I understood, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. I, I, I recognized it mm -hmm. early on, but I didn't understand it until yeah. I was able to interact with mm -hmm. it. Then that made the difference. Mm -hmm. It, when you talk about the one thing that <clears throat> I appreciate the most um, from him, um, work ethic, because he worked. And he said, son, ain't nobody gonna, in this world, ain't nobody gonna give you anything. If you want it, you gotta work for it. Mm -hmm. He told me that. Mm -hmm. And the second thing I would say is, out of all the things or however he lived his life or whatever he did, my dad, Praying man, mm -hmm. and I found I didn't find that out mm -hmm. till later. Mm -hmm. You know, people would you know would would say and hear things, and they growing up just call my daddy buddy. They was like, boy, that buddy can pray. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay. So we at church anniversary for my brother, who's a minister, his anniversary. They had my dad on there as to do the um, 
opening prayer, mm-hmm. doing, and I was like, I, I just couldn't believe it. It was that's I said so. The third thing, the character of being a God-fearing man, mm-hmm. listening to his prayers and just hearing them, that I appreciate a lot. Mm, that's good. Mm, that's deep. And here's how this is why I say I ain't gonna go. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you. So you know. Here's how my dad <laughs> closed out his life. I was the last person he talked to that he rolled over and looked at mm-hmm. and closed his eyes. Mm-hmm. understand how important that is and we need that that was closure mm-hmm. right yeah. uh, again we we uh, our situations are very similar but but that was closure and sometimes you don't realize you need it yeah man right until yeah. you get it mm-hmm. and um yeah that was powerful brother i'm telling you uh you moved us right now yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, with that you moved us and i, and I again okay. uh yeah hey you you <laughs> I, tried, I had to hold myself. Mm-hmm. I, I had to Let sit back roll. and hold it. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna close this out with the final question. This is gonna uh, speak your truth uh, to your father. Um, as the man we are today, what is a piece of advice you would give to your father? The man you are today, let me clarify, what is the piece of advice you would give to your own father? Okay. Right now. Right now. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start this segment with Isaac. Um, a piece of advice I would give my own father today. Today. Be open for conversation. Mm. Be open for conversation. Um, and I say that because a lot of times kids is not going to ask the question. My son's an introvert. He going to go to his room, close his door, and, and geek out on his computers and take them down and tear them apart, and, you know, and, and do whatever kids do, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and so I have to be the one to engage the conversation, to find out, are you okay? Hardest thing I ever done 
and this is along with your question, is ask my kids what kind of job I did. Mm. You know what mm. I'm saying? Mm. You can what, say, what, <laughs> let's elaborate. What brought you to that question? I wanted to know if I was doing okay as a father. Mm. And to hear your kid, you know what I'm saying? I just wanted to know if I was doing a good job. You asked your boss that. You know what I'm saying? And so, and I I asked my children all of that because, you know, my father and I, mm-hmm. we never had that conversation I was coming up. Correct. Now, you know, now we've grown and, you know, I talk to them every Sunday and we talk about everything now. But if I could give him a piece of advice for then... Um, be more open to conversation because young Isaac needed it you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. I just needed to hear you know hear it and, and just know because then you know then you, you jump out in the street and you run around with different people and you're stealing out the store you know what I'm saying and you're doing stuff you ain't supposed to be doing you're wrecking cars and you acting out in school and, and it's because you didn't get the conversation you know what I'm saying? Or, you know. So just be open to conversation because I know my dad is so closed up. He don't do a whole lot of talking. So that's why I, that would be one piece of advice from your kids to be open okay. uh, to that conversation, to a conversation, any conversation. That's the advice to your father? Yeah. Okay. So is that the only version? Are we done? <laughs> I'm asking the I want to make sure I'm clear. <laughs> Man, I absolutely can't <laughs> So let me read the question again. You don't have to. As the man you are today, (laughs) what is a piece of advice that you would give to your own father? And if you're done with the conversation, I'll move on, Isaac. My biological father's not here. I could give him a piece of advice uh, for the man I am today I would say don't stop trying to knock down the wall Mm. you know what I'm saying don't stop trying don't give up you know don't give up because I had one You know what I'm saying? And then I got to a point where it didn't matter because when I got the greatest, you know, step up dad, whatever y'all call him today, you know what I'm saying? And so then it, you know, it did. So, so what wall are you referencing? I mean, just. Can you elaborate on that? I can, man. Like, you know, it's resentment, bro. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know how hard it is to come up in 71 <laughs> and. I live in a house with my mom and my grandmother, and for the first 10 years of my life, I ain't have a dad. I mean, I seen him on the weekend. I knew who he was, and I don't want people to think like he wasn't around, but he wasn't around unless my grandmother came to get me and take me down to Chesterfield for the summer. That's the only time I seen him. Through school, I didn't. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. You know, and while I'm there, he, you know, we, but it's just a young man, you know, 10 years, you know, one to, yeah. one to 10 mm. is needed, man. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's needed. Because you're shaping who you're going to become. And I look back now and I acted out so much in elementary school because I didn't have it, bro. Yeah. All I had was my mom and my grandmother. I mean, I got my uncles, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. A lot of them, but I didn't have that dad. Everybody had one. I go to the Boy Scout meeting and everybody's there, there but mine. Baseball game, everybody's there. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have one. I, I didn't have a father there. You know what I'm saying? And then like I tell you, you know, so my advice to him would be whatever happened between you and mom, don't let that stop you from being my father. Between you and him. Yeah. yeah wow. That's powerful. Yeah, yeah. That would be my advice to him. Um, physically not being here. Go the extra mile. Go the extra mile. Because I need I need that. My brother, my sister, we need that. Go the extra mile in the sense of not being here is go the extra mile. Because even to to this day, I still need that. Go the extra mile. That's good. And it's hard. It's, it's hard going the extra mile at a young age and then not realizing he's not going the extra mile because of the differences, you know. See, mm -hmm. go the extra mile, it's, it's needed. And I'm, yeah, that's, yeah, I'm trying to hold it back to so, you. Yeah. 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 It's okay though. It's, yeah. it's okay. It's okay. We had, we had this conversation earlier about brothers being vulnerable to brothers, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. right. We talked about this yeah, we have been. Yeah, this is um, Mike, I want you. To, I, I want you to. And I haven't met your parents yet, your dad. I'm, I'm truly looking forward to. But what would you say? What advice would you give to him, uh, um, knowing that you know 
today, being the man that you are, what would you share with them right now that you think would be helpful to him? Knowing what I know now, um, when my dad's dad is sick, um, I would tell him it's not too late. So to just go ahead and have that conversation, reach out, make that connection, at least get a little bit of what you missed and get some context mm. and get some perspective and get some closure so that you can just close that chapter and get healed. Cause mm. I wouldn't want him to be in a situation to where he could have and he can and he knows who he is and where he is and not make that connection and then look back and be feeling regret for the rest and of his life closure, and not get that closure, especially hearing all y'all stories about your dads and stuff like that and you being able to connect with your dad right then and you as well. I wouldn't want my dad to miss that opportunity based off of pride or that's deep right there, yeah. Yeah, because when I say opportunity missed, you never forget it. You, you never, I, don't, I don't care if you never say two words to your father. If you know who he is, a loss is a loss, and you never forget what could have been or what should have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, Daryl. Again, we have similar stories. But that 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 one thing, that one thing that that you would say to dad, knowing what you know today, right? Not not only just knowing what you know, knowing the relationships that we have and the conversations that me, you, Isaac, Grant, that we have about our fathers. What's the one thing that you, that you say to that? It it wouldn't be one thing. Mm-hmm. There's, I was summing up in probably three words. Um, accountability. Mm. Mm. First, because you're accountable for your actions and what you did. Responsibility, mm. because of where, because of your actions, we're here. Mm. So now, take that responsibility for that. Mm. And the third thing that we would conversate about would probably be respect. In the fact that respect my mom for what she did and not just only my mom I have siblings that are not by my mom but respect their parents mm-hmm. as you know their moms as well so if, if, if you if you take those three things today, I think um, life would be, I mean, we can't change it. Correct. But, correct. Correct. Accountability, responsibility, and respect. 
I would say. You do that, um, everything be alright. It'd yeah. be alright. Wow. That's good. Um, for me, the advice that I would give to him is don't do it. on you seeing the generation that you created grow up. Don't miss out on me and my brothers and my sisters. Don't do it. Don't leave us. Don't, don't miss that opportunity that you can't get back. You're not going to get it back. Don't do it. The advice I'm gonna give to him. Don't do it. Think about it. You're gonna you're gonna miss the prosper. You're gonna miss the miss the growth of, of your kids and your family together. Don't do it. Think about it. Don't do it. Don't miss out on your lifetime. You missed your life. You missed the life that you created. This is what you created. You missed it on a decision, you know, on a decision, and what we call a dad, <laughs> a dumbass decision. So don't do it, that, that would be my advice to my father um, for so many different reasons, being selfish. Uh, because I wanted the stereotype things. I wanted to uh, to have you present. I wanted you to show me some things. And my, my, my father was a welder by trade back in the day. So he was very well paid. He fished. He worked up. My father did everything. And I learned nothing of that. My car ain't even fixed. I'm like, hey, I come get you. I take the Toyota. I need to be fixed. <laughs> but uh, uh, again, yeah, I, I don't do it. You know. So. Um, in conclusion, um, I, I would I would say, and I'm sorry. No, brother. Come on. But when it comes to if, if if I had a closing remark right now, um, you're about to say yours. So I'm gonna give you one. Go ahead. I would say if we're going to support or figure out our whether it's our purpose or 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 our. Um, support to the people of color male figure wise the best thing you can do is start with yourself mm -hmm. if you if you start with yourself and and make sure that you 
are someone that can represent or you are someone that other people are willing to come to talk to approach you don't necessarily have to be that mentor you don't I don't necessarily have to be a model to you but I if I'm gonna do anything for you I gotta start with me I agree with that I agree with that so so in closing uh, very briefly guys uh, I want your thoughts of the segment remember this this podcast is about changing the narrative and empowerment right uh, of people of color so in a brief brief statement Nate, give me something on, on, on the conversation tonight. Just give me your brief thoughts. Based off the conversation that we had tonight, which impacted me, hearing everybody's um, story, voice, keep building. Let's keep building. Mm. It doesn't, don't stop here. This is just day one. Rome wasn't built in the day. That's true. So let's keep like going. That. Like From that. this right here, to the next, let's take this, what we learned, the three of us as young men, mm-hmm. let's take it and give it to three more people. Yeah. And let's keep building so they can give it. And hearing that, gen- that legacy that we talked about, that Trayvon talked about, that just like keep, let's keep building. Let's build a new legacy with the podcast that you're doing. It's great. I love it. The whole time I've been sitting there, I've been okay. soak it all in. Now let's be a sponge. But with a sponge, you gotta ring it out. Gotta ring it out. And let's ring it out to the people. Gotta ring it out. Like that. Yeah. I'm going to use Um, that. Trayvon, give me something. Oh, man. Just to, um, it's good to be united, man. Mm. I think our community fit uh, one of each other against each other too often, man. And you can see, man, you got whole two different generations of people. And we all have some of the same goals and the same mindset, Mm -hmm. man. So, like Nate said, man, we gotta keep building on this. We gotta keep going, and uh, until we get what we need to get, as far as from anybody, you know, uh, the government, whoever, uh, and so we can change what's been perceived for us, especially as a black man, man. We gotta do that, you know. I hope in my time I get to see my son come an astronaut or whatever he would like to do, something to un, you know, what I'm saying that's not the norm. So yeah, definitely awesome. Mike, I want you to talk to the audience about what you, t- what's your takeaway from the conversation. Right before Mike go, I like to say, never be too big to say somebody else's advice. Mm. Right, right, right. So, no matter that's, how big you that, get, that's big of you to say that. Right. As a young man, that's big of you to say that. As a young man. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, do I need to repeat my question? No, you're good. You're good. Thank you, sir. <laughs> um, I think my my biggest takeaway from podcast is uh, let's connect um, just from the moments that we had here us like not knowing y'all like we're not knowing everybody here mm-hmm. personally and the things that we connected on and that we spoke about I think brought a breakthrough and, and was a great opportunity to show the audience how men can be vulnerable and mm-hmm. in a healthy setting can communicate mm-hmm. And that we're 
we're making steps and and we've come leaps and bounds over the years and even starting earlier to connecting and to being able to uh, get those feelings out of not letting toxic masculinity uh, divert us from having these conversations. Wow, and, 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 and that was interesting, toxic masculinity, right? Mm-hmm. We can't be toxic with each other. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we can be, and we are, right, right. often. Um, Isaac, I want you to I want you to take this. Uh, uh, come on, come on, Pat. I know I had my my turn, so this this, this is gonna be my point. Okay, and because I know Rev gonna close. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, <laughs> but the. The one thing that I would say that we need to continue to do going forward for us and our people is just be a vessel. Mm. 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 A respectable vessel. Because you can be a vessel and 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 you know, not in a good manner. But just, just, just to be a vessel that a respectable one, mm-hmm. you know, I, I need to know that the way that I'm living my life, because that's what it's about. If you be as as a vessel, the way that I'm living my life can show you or give you a path or give you some say, you know, like hey. Okay, Mr. Page is that's okay, you know. Mm-hmm. I I got an issue, but you know what? I think I can go to Mr. Page and ask him about this. Mm-hmm. I want to be that vessel. Awesome. I love that. That vessel just yeah, that yeah. Okay, Isaac. Um, man, when, when you hear the conversation tonight, uh. uh of the young, which is us four, and the So, is this a starting point of a great collaboration to, to what's the truth uh, of yeah. what needs to be said? Yes, but if it stops here, mm. Just to go on YouTube, we did three hours for nothing. True. True. So what I would say is um, we can't change the whole world, but it's three men that we can touch. Mm. And those three men can touch three men. And those three men can touch three more men. And then we can sit outside up under the fire pit and talk about being a better man. That's what we have to do. We have to, we have to teach these young black men that they are more than conquerors. We have to teach these men that they are somebody. And we gotta teach our black community to corral back around our men. But before we do that, they gotta love themselves. Mm-hmm. We don't love ourselves. Mm. 
Mm. And it, we show it when we're in the street. We can march, we can mobilize, we can strategize. But as black men, what we're talking about, men of color, we do not love ourselves. We have already let them write the narrative that we're never going to amount to nothing, that we're going to go to jail by 20 more. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But you guys going to college, got jobs, having families, mm -hmm. doing well. Mm -hmm. Your story changing about having the narrative. Arthur, you're changing the narrative. That's why I told you, you need to be talking. You you need to be talking about what you know what you and your father went through. You need to be talking about what you and your dad went through. We gotta change the narrative. And we we have to change the narrative. And mm -hmm. so is this 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 helps. Yes. But we can't stop here. And we're not gonna be able to change everybody, but if we change yeah. one person. That's it. We're successful. And 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 like and like Paige said, man, we just have to be a vessel. Mm. But it's a scripture in the Bible that says in Mark eleven and twenty four, it says Jesus was talking. He said, Whatever you whatever you pray for, if you believe it, I'm paraphrasing, you can mm. have it. Yep. Whatever you pray for, if you believe you can have it. There's a but in there though. Verse twenty five it says, but if you have any unforgiveness in your heart, mm. forgive mm. so that your father can forgive you. I said all of that to say, before we, we got to forgive our dads for not being there. Mm. We got to forgive. We cannot get on our knees at night and ask God to rain down blessings on us and we walking around in unforgiveness. Yes. Yes. So if you ask yes. me, what can we do? Yes. Forgive our dads. Yes. For whatever it is they did wrong, for whatever, you know, they did as best they could do, the curse stops now. We break it today. Correct. And tomorrow we walk in forgiveness and be better men. And, man, we got to stop mean mugging people. Speak to people. You're supposed to be the light of the earth. When you walk out there, you supposed hello, how you doing? You know what I'm saying? We don't talk to each other, man. We don't talk to each other. But... Let's do more of this. Absolutely. Um, wow. And, and, and I'm not going to be long, but we're going we're gonna to keep this free. Um, the podcast, Love, Truth, and Power, and, and I'll speak to it with uh, uh, a great dynamic. Uh, the love, we know, and I'm not going to go <laughs> straight to the Bible about everything. But God's true intent was mm -hmm. for us to love one another. Mm -hmm. That's the true intent, right? Great and commandment. You, and, and, and the truth of it all is that I treat you better than what I expected myself mm -hmm. to be treated. Mm -hmm. That's the truth of it, right? And the power is that these conversations that we have Again, like Isaac said, if it touched one person, mm -hmm. man, it's been successful. Mm -hmm. It's a good deal. And hopefully we can keep it up. But take this, we look at it, and you share it. Share your story. Right? Again, we spoke about this earlier. Mm -hmm. This podcast gives you the opportunity to tell your story. Your story. Your story. Our story. Right? Mm -hmm. So tell your story and share it. I promise you, somebody's benefiting from it. That's right. the truth. I'm a witness. 
Okay? So, so, so in conclusion, I want to thank my panel. It's been an awesome, uh, emotional night. And, uh, and hopefully we can, we can come back at another point in time and uh, continue to share our stories and enlighten others and encourage others and uh, uh, the ultimate goal is to change the narrative of how the world sees men of color. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. No problem.